0: all right we're going to turn the mic on because i think we are on
1: all right it says
0: live live stream <laughs> good evening everyone welcome to take two thank you guys for tuning in either now or later i uh, hope you will uh, make opportunity to join the conversation because that's really what we want to have as you can see i have my guest alexandra oliva um, with us again thank you alex for being my here
1: pleasure.
0: And I really look forward to these times and having conversation. Um, it forces me to listen again to what I said, and it, that's always a hard thing for me. I never like listening; it's like I always see all the things I wish I would have said or didn't say quite right. But it allows me uh, kind of a second chance to get into it yeah, a little bit deeper. A take two, if you exactly. Will. Hey, great name!
2: Oh my goodness, that's, that's it. So
0: <laughs> we are here at Take Two again. Hope you guys can join us on Sunday, if you are able, live, outside, and here on YouTube at 10 a.m. on Sunday, that is taking place. Um, But this evening, we kind of go back and cover what I spoke about on Sunday. And last Sunday, I did a little bit of a review, and then I kind of dove into more of how we detect what these Kairos moments are and I really kind of stayed on that word for mm-hmm. a while. Um, let me throw it to you where would you like to start or what things are there in your mind?
2: Yeah I think um, I think the recap was was really good so maybe even just giving like a really brief, brief recap a brief recap of like what's the matrix that we're working within and then how Kairos sort of fits into that. Sure
0: okay. Yeah, we are really trying to see how transformation takes place mm-hmm. in our lives, which is called discipleship. And Jesus modeled that, and Jesus modeled what it was like to walk in grace and truth. And we looked at John <clears> one <throat> fourteen, where it talks about that. And grace and truth is not an either or, but it's really a culture that Jesus lived in. And the idea of grace isn't just forgiveness, it is journeying with. Mm -hmm. And I gave some examples of Peter, Mm -hmm. all the ways that Mm -hmm. Jesus walked with Peter as well as instructed Peter. So it wasn't like, oh, Peter, you're wrong. It was like, here's the truth, Peter, and here's how it shows up. You know, Peter said, get the kids away from me. And Jesus said, no, the kingdom of heaven looks like them, Mm -hmm. you know, those kinds of things. And so grace and truth is that matrix kind of core that we're double clicking on. And now we're seeing how do we live in grace and truth And we tend to, at least in the Western world a lot of times, live in a place where it's what we see, right? I hear the things you say, I see the things you do, and that's the life, and that's the Mm -hmm. words, the works, and that little waterline is the awareness, Mm -hmm. right? But so much more is taking place underneath in the heart of us, which is the wants, the desires, That's where Jesus leans into. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how Jesus leans into that place so oftentimes. You've heard it said, you shall not commit murder. But I tell you, if you think this way in your heart towards somebody, you're committing murder, right? Mm -hmm. So he's getting to the heart of the matter. And that's where we want to kind of allow God access and take note of that access. And so we developed this kind of matrix of awareness is where we're at right now, where we're detecting this moments that God would minister to us that we have named kairos. And kairos is a Greek word that talks about an opportune moment. It's a, a, an opportunity, right? It's a time where something is happening that is unique to that moment. Mm-hmm. And taking that moment and leaning into it to make the most of it. So that's kind of a...
2: yeah. No, I think it's good. I think it's good to reframe the conversation and kind of like go back and contextually how did we get here, yeah. remind folks, right, like how we got here <laughs> and where we're going, um, yeah. especially when we're talking about such new words or, you know, wanting to yeah, add Yeah, especially if you vocabulary. look
0: online and you yeah. see this, like, <laughs> what like... did I miss, right? <laughs> so, but we haven't gone through it all yet. I mean, I've touched on this, but we're right now on detect, kind of the part two of detect was this sundays or this past sundays and then we're going to go to the dig discern declare do and all the others Love it. as time goes on um but we did focus on that word mm-hmm. kairos and i i talked about why it's so important to have a word that helps us um connect what we're trying to explain mm-hmm. right and, and i gave the example of the color blue mm-hmm. and um uh, how I mean, I still find it amazing that for years, there was no color blue in our yeah. literature. yeah, that's just like, oh, that's like what <laughs> the heck' going on? Um, but because they didn't have a word for it, it was just almost put aside. yeah, right, And then when there became the word, there became the focus. naming it gave the ability to look and explore it. Yeah. Which is what I want to do with the word kairos. Yeah.
2: I think it's cool too when I, when you, every time you bring that up, it always brings me back to in Spanish, I feel like there are words that describe things that English doesn't. And I sometimes am trying to explain something in English and find myself filling in and code switching with the Spanish (laughs) word. And I'm like, well, you still don't know what I mean because it's in Spanish. But for those who share the language. Yeah they can then share and name the experience, right? Yeah. So there's, like, certain things, like like ansia or, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like, and no, it's not anxiety. It's something else. It's a different feeling. But... It yeah. is. It's, it's that naming of something that you're not too certain, but you know that that other person is experiencing it. And then giving it a name allows it to be a shared experience, yeah. right, almost. And
0: so many times if we don't name it, we don't really see what's happening. Yeah. Right? Even like anxiety. It's like, oh, you're having a panic attack, mm. right? I didn't know. I thought I was having a heart attack. I thought something physical. No, it, it's a panic. And then it changes. It kind of reframes how you see the situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's what's happening. And it just kind of stabilizes you, even though you're panicking. It, it puts you in a place where at least now I think I understand what's going yeah. on because you've put your finger on it and given it an explanation. When you talked about the other languages, I think about how that happens in so many languages, right? right? And what an amazing thing it'd be to speak so many languages. You know, you've got you know, people who are bilingual who speak two languages. People who are trilingual mm-hmm. speak... Three languages. You have people who only speak one language. They're <laughs> Americans, you know. <laughs> I joke because that's me. Uh, but how amazing it would be to be able to have a grasp of all these languages because you would get so much more nuance. Oh yeah. In that culture. And and and, and you words. go on
2: and you like speak more about language, and I'm sure we'll unpack some of that too. But I think the beauty of knowing different languages and being multilingual mm-hmm. is the fact that you get to unlock, right? Yeah. other pieces and I really I felt like I never really had an appreciation for being bilingual until I went to Peru on my first missions trip mm-hmm. and I I in that experience, in that kairos moment
1: mm-hmm.
2: seeing my language as a door to other people in God's creation. <clears throat> And the fact that I got to hear their stories Hmm. and fully understand them. And I'm like, I was overwhelmed. I was like messaging my mom and dad and I'm like, thank you so much for teaching me another (laughs) language, you know, but like really Hmm. kind of like, why, why was this so impactful to me? Because that language allowed me to unlock things, other parts of God's creation that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to Hmm. be previewed to, you know?
0: Yeah. And and so in that vein, naming things where, You know, something is happening within us where we feel it is God opening our hearts, our eyes, our our minds to Mm -hmm. something, naming it, it is doing really similar to what happened to you in Peru, Mm -hmm. where all of a sudden it's unlocking the ability to engage in this, you know, situation. That's what Kairos is supposed to do in our lives. You know, it's supposed to unlock something so that we can tap into it and receive more from it, see, you know, a color we didn't see, understand a word that we didn't understand before.
2: Absolutely. Um,
0: You know, one of the things I got from listening to myself (laughs) was my, and we talked about this a little bit before, my Christianese Mm -hmm. coming out, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm so (laughs) anti-Christianese. And then I have it like just walling up. while I'm just saying, you know, when, when God speaks to you as if like everyone says, Oh, yeah, you know, like that. But that's such a cultural thing. It is. That developed, and I just threw it out there like it was nobody's business, you know. And people might be, because I do have friends who aren't, you know, followers of Christ. I have family member who who listen in. And I always want to be aware, because when Jesus spoke, I believe that he spoke to everybody, Mm -hmm. right? It wasn't just you people, who know the law, who know the scripture, who are studied, who are learned, who are Hebrew. It was like, everyone heard them and connected. Right. Right. And so I want to be that. And I, I, I want to use language that helps, you know, reveal that. But then I was using language like, well, when the Lord speaks to you or however I said it, it just, I I think understanding Mm -hmm. that it's not that clear, it's not that simple It doesn't sound, I have never heard an audible voice. I have had impressions. I have felt emotions, which is what this is all about, right? Mm -hmm. This is trying to detect what's going on. I feel like there's something happening in this moment that's trying to guide my life. Mm -hmm. And it's not me,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right? And you can call it God. You can call it the greater power. You can call it the universe, right? A lot of people will call it different things. And so I don't want to limit a language that stops you from understanding what it is in your life.
2: Yeah, I think that's good. I think one of the notes that I had written is um, – let's see what I – it was something about um, God isn't confined by the spoken language, right? Mm-hmm. That, like that, that – Yeah. Um, and I don't know where I was going with that in response to what you just said, but the fact that how – god or the divine speaks to you right can come in lots of different packages
0: and from what we see in the accounts of scripture it happened to all kinds of people in all kinds of ways
2: right
1: (laughs) right
0: i mean there are dreams there are visions there are all kinds of things that happen where people say something's going on here and they attribute it to god right and so and maybe you know, we aren't as quick to attribute things to God because we have more awareness of other things, but maybe we are not attributing things to God because we don't have language to identify
2: it. That's good.
0: Yeah. Right. And that's the whole idea of this is a Kairos is giving a word for something that is happening that is moving my life in a way that is different than me just thinking me just, you know, living my
2: life. Yeah. And I think... Many of us have had experiences where we encounter things and you're like, I don't have, I don't have words for this. This is bigger yeah. than, you know, my vocabulary. And mm-hmm. I a few weeks ago, we were in our Bible study on Sunday morning and I was trying to explain a concept because I'm, I'm like reading, I'm taking notes, people are speaking and it, all the connections drew in my head, and I could not articulate mm-hmm. the magnitude of the sparks that were flying in yeah. my head. Like I literally – what came out of my mouth is this concept is too big for me to communicate. Mm-hmm. I don't have the words for it, right? Yeah. And so then we started to dissect that. But but yeah. even saying like I don't have the words for something like that yeah. gives us an opportunity to kind of like say, okay, what's going on here then? What do you know or what can yeah. you decipher? And that's where
0: stories come in. Yeah. Right? That's where yeah. pictures, all these things are illustrations, metaphors course, because uh, it, it, the picture is too big, you know, you, how do you explain the love you have for, you know, someone, like, yeah. you know, why, when I see my granddaughter, does my heart just get warmer and the world's okay? Yeah. Know? Right. <laughs> it's like, I can't explain that, you know, and so you try and use words, but it doesn't describe fully what you're feeling, what's yeah. happening. Um, and so you have to try and find pictures and, and leaning into it and giving it a, a word helps open the door a little bit. hmm I talked about in Revelation 3:20, where Jesus says, "I stand at the door and knock, and mm-hmm. if anyone opens the door, I'll come in and eat with him, and he with me." That's not just for you know people who need to accept mm-hmm. Jesus. That that was for the church at Laodicea. That's for. Humanity, mm-hmm. right? That's what this is happening. You know, if God is always speaking, if God is always revealing, mm-hmm. if those sunsets, mm-hmm. that waterfall, you mm-hmm. know, the birth of that child, this moment of loss, whatever, if all these things are actually kairos where the divine is somehow penetrating our lives, um, then yeah, we're not going to have. A lot of words to be able to explain it. Yeah. So let's start with a word that says something is going on and I'm taking notice of right.
2: it. Right. It's recognizing it and exactly. saying like, hey, let me just put my finger on here before it runs off. And Yeah.
0: Let me like, put like, a, yeah, mark here. Put a pin in it. Yeah. yeah. Put a pin in it and, and I'll get back to you later. Yeah. And so those kinds of things. And, you know, my challenge was for us to be aware of those moments.
2: Yeah. You know. what's really cool is it's what you what you just shared right now in, in those Kairos moments makes me think about missed opportunities in not only like reflecting about my Kairos moments, but where someone's explaining something to mm-hmm. me and I don't name it yeah as that right like yeah. I'm even just like you know there's been instances where you know we have a friend who uh, we would take to another church with us, and she was just saying like, yeah, the message never hit home with me, but that music. Mm-hmm. She's like, there was something there that I couldn't explain. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, um, yeah. And I and I just that just took me back to him. That I'm like, oh man, like, well, I knew what that was, but why did I <laughs> name it as that? Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and seeing those moments and helping people connect the dots yeah. and see, you know, hey, what you're seeing here is a color you haven't seen before. Yeah, you know, and or the word you didn't know in your language. It's yeah, that thing that helps. Open the door so that you see that, yeah, this is happening is
2: Isn't here. that so beautiful?
0: Yeah, it, it is. And it just makes God seem so close. Yeah, yeah, To everybody.
2: Yep. All And the accessible, time. right? Like Exactly.
0: I- exactly. Instead of you, you got to have the right, right information, you know, you have to have the right words, you got to do the right things. It's like God starts cutting through and says, well, what are you feeling? Because yeah. I-, I can start here. Even if you don't know the right things, yeah. you don't say the right things. I can start with who you are.
2: Yeah, that's so good because I feel like that makes – a Kairos moment is then an accessi- – is accessibility. You know mm. what I mean? It's not – um, only available to certain folks or only yeah. those who are studied or have been going to church or have dedicated their life to Christ. Like, no, like everyone is having Kairos yeah. moments because you're human. It's the, it's the living, it's the lived experience. Yeah.
0: You're, you're part of the created, correct. You know, order here. And if you were created in God's image, he's got the hotline to your heart, right? right? He's got the, the way to speak. A,
2: to your heart. Sorry. A, <laughs> No, it sounds... I just, it sounds really catchy. Sorry. Like, yeah. But yeah. So yeah. He's super connected to you. He's tapped in.
0: Yeah. And, and so he's got the wavelength and mm. he's created the world to access those things. Right. Right. Everything. Right. Whether it's the music, the visual things, you know, the sense, the smells, the tastes, um, you know, Christian's cooking tri-tip tonight. You know, it's <laughs> like, I can't wait, you know, to taste it. I mean, why, you know, all these things are just abilities to connect to who we are, right. the fullness of who we are. And I think for transformation to take place, it has to take place in all these areas, right? Mm -hmm. It has to be a part of that emotion. It has to be a part of those areas that um, we tend to play down. We just don't focus on. We don't, you know, that's not, God's not interested in those things. Mm -hmm. You know, we were talking with uh, Brian and... Mm -hmm jordan at your house about some of those things it's like well we can't talk about that because that's not where you know belongs at church like no why wouldn't it it's human right it, it's these are the kinds of things that god is always tapping into right.
2: right and that there's no topic that's off subject or that he can't use to be a kairos moment exactly. you know what i mean that there that there's a taboo associated with certain topics and it's like oh no yeah not uh, off not off limits yeah, yeah.
0: And, and again, our constraints, our issues just hinder those things, yeah, you know, all the things all the baggage we bring with right. us start to cloud the ability for clear communication, yeah, you know, in so many of these areas but um i I think being aware of that and using a word that identifies that, I know with me since I've been doing it, <clears throat> there have been a lot of things that have been just jumping out. I named four different metaphors, yep. right? I talked about brick walls. Mm-hmm. Um, that's those moments that just hit you and you can't deny them. Uh, it could be the loss of someone you love. It could be a marriage. It could be the birth of a child, the loss of a job, uh, accident, illness. I mean, something that just stops you in your tracks. Yeah. Um, then there's the speed bumps that are just little things but they they touch something, mm-hmm. you know. It's why you started crying when you heard that song, mm-hmm. or you know why that movie moved you, and you mm-hmm. can't stop thinking about it. And man, I've been thinking about that scene over and over again. What's going on mm-hmm. there? What's happening? Or like your friend, that music—something was going on there. Right? That yeah. was a speed bump right there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, those are all things that kind of start to develop us in the ability to. See, okay, this is happening, mm-hmm. right? There's the mirror where we see ourselves, and sometimes it's not as flattering as we like, and sometimes it is, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes someone will say, "Man, I really like the way right. you, you know, deal dealt with that situation," and it's like, "Oh, I didn't know it was a good thing," but mm-hmm. it helps you to understand it, or you know, you see yourself and say, "Man, that's not good," mm-hmm. right? I mean, I've had one of those that i got to talk to my wife about here recently. Um, <laughs> you just, heard it here. <laughs>
2: Hold them accountable. <laughs> um,
0: or there's the vision where you have a dream of something that isn't yet. You have a, a picture of who you want to be, how you want to live. These are all different ways that Kairos shows up in our life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Were any of those metaphors, um, did anything ping with you on those?
2: Um, all of them. <laughs> I feel, well, it's funny because even when you were just going through, I was like, yep. Yep, <laughs> that one too. Um, we're reading in James right now and we're mm-hmm. just in chapter one. And so it's talking about there's the uh, like when you see yourself in the mirror and you go away and you like forget, forget, what, your, forget what you look like. So that kind of like reflectiveness um, mm-hmm. both in action and in noun, like some verb and in noun. Like I thought that was really cool. And it's just like – so for me, I'm like I'm studying that right now, that literal – term and now, like uh-huh. that that uh metaphor is being used in what I'm super studying. Yeah. Sam is bringing it up. You know what I mean? Like let me reflect reflect. Yeah. Let me think about it a little bit more. Yeah. Let me explore that. Let me cuz that even that in itself is a kairos moment, right? Yeah. It's kind of like, hey, if I'm aware uh, my attention is being drawn to that for a certain reason. Yeah. Let's explore what that looks like.
0: And the fact that it's happening when it's happening, you right. know, all those things can right. be that synchronicity of what's going on here, why am I aware of this and this is right. happening? kind of like all the things are converging at this point so.
2: yeah but I, I liked all of those i think we can all relate when you give those examples you're like oh yeah i've had of course i've had moments like that i'm, mm-hmm. I'm human i interact with other things and, and yeah. the world interacts with me you know but thinking them and identifying and naming them as kairos moments almost like um transforms them mm-hmm. as an opportunity yeah instead of something that happened to me Right, mm-hmm. And instead something that I can engage with. And you talked some about that, like the relational aspect of some of this work yeah. too. Um, so yeah. How about you? Or one of those things really stood out to you?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, uh, again, all of them I can name how things are right. happening all the time. But I, I, I shared – I know I shared with Corrine earlier and I shared with you just before we got on here right when we started. <laughs> and you were like,
1: right. excuse me? <laughs>
0: um, I had a dream and I don't usually remember my dreams. I know I have them, but I don't usually remember. And I remembered this one. And I had a dream about my grandmother, who we called Nana. Mm-hmm. And she was in a rest home slash convalescent home. And there was a nurse who was a little person taking care of her, but wasn't doing a good job. And this other nurse came. And I forget, like, scolded her or slapped her hand. Did something that was weird. And I was like... What? And at first, I <laughs> thought it was a kid that she was like dealing with as a kid but then it turned out no this is the nurse who's taking care of nana but she's not doing a good job Mm -hmm. and this other nurse is scolding her and i thought i have to call my cousin karen and tell her that there's a little person who's not treating nana well (laughs) that was the conversation i had and i woke up with that and i was like huh that's weird and i told karen i go had this weird dream and I told her what the dream was. And she goes, Oh, well remember when your mom was in hospice, there was the little person who we had to let go. Cause she wasn't taking care of your mom. Yeah. Well, and it was like, all of a sudden it was like awareness. Yeah. Right. All of a sudden it started creeping in what's going on here. So that wasn't my grandmother. That was actually my mom. But why did I see my mom as my grandmother? and then i started seeing that really in so many ways i saw my mom as my kids grandmother mm-hmm. more than i saw her as my mom yeah right which was a heavy thing i mean and i still don't know emotionally how to deal with it um because it's a distancing you know where oh and i understand this as a grandparent now you know, I'm showing pictures of Everly to everybody, right? I don't go show pictures of Lauren to everybody, <laughs> right? But I mean, she's beautiful and amazing too. <laughs> but there's something different happening. And so I, I was just maybe seeing her interaction with this and not seeing that interaction with me or seeing my, you know, connection to her in a different way. Yeah. Um, it, it was just interesting, but it, it was something that's, Kind of stayed with me throughout the day. Yeah. Um, I think I had that dream yesterday, um, and so it's one of those things where, what was that? What's happening there? Yeah. Because there's still healing that's taking place, of course, in you know my life from that loss. Um, so that's the Kairos that I'm just like leaning into. Yeah. Um, and I think if you if it. you
2: weren't like, well, the role that Corrine also played you ident- oh, in you, I didn't put. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. might have just. Oh, I would have just off as I, some crazy dream, and you're like, "What the heck? That's weird." Yeah, and how often does that happen? Dots, you know? Yeah. yeah, you didn't connect the dots. So the role that she played in sort of helping you identify and name that as something to be further explored and, yeah. and reflected on. And I think, you know, th- there's lots of times where that happens where we just kind of like let it pass as yeah. something that was that just happened, as opposed to an opportunity for us to to lean in. Yeah. You know?
0: And it's almost like your unconscious is trying to talk. Oh
2: yeah, right. Oh it's yeah. It's like trying
0: to talk to you about, hey, I need, I need to talk about this. Right. And I'm like, ah,
2: oh, I've got it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's like,
0: no, I need to talk, right? We and so yeah. I mean, it shows up in dream. It shows up in so many ways.
2: Yeah, and I and I wouldn't say that I was aware of how my dream, my subconscious, spoke to me until. Mm-hmm just the past few years, but it seems as though like it's a very active thing for me personally, because there's been a lot of things that after sharing them that I'm like, Oh no, (laughs) there is a lot there. You know, there was a season in my life where I had a really ugly relationship with my, my stepdad. Mm. And there was a season in my life where he would come to me in a dream as a monster and I could not get rid of him. Mm. He was, you know, um just really really a negative thing and after a sermon one one time they were talking about forgiveness and actually having to forgive folks for things and yeah. i had and i and then at that point i was like i actually went on a journey of like what does it mean to actually forgive somebody without them se- receiving it yeah. you know and and then mm. went through this journey of truly forgiving him hmm. and was freed of that. Like he never came back to me in my dreams again. He wasn't haunting me. Like all of that was gone, but it was right. like, like aligning those things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So
0: definitely that'd be a Kairos. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. like, boom, something's happening. I've got to deal with something. Right. And, and that definitely could fall into one of those metaphors where you start saying, okay, something's happening. What do I do with it? Right. What do I do with it? And, and what an amazing thing to think those things are happening a lot yes right I mean some are more powerful than others right but think of how your life was transformed by that right right where forgiveness now started to grow and take shape in a way that it hadn't right and now it freed you from the dreams and probably a lot of things and now we're having those moments over and over and over again how many are we not detecting, right? Right. How many are we, um, just like I mentioned too? our, our tendency is to fix it. I'm going to memorize some scripture and I won't do that anymore. I won't think that anymore. Right. Um, we tend to justify it, you know, well, it's just cause I was tired. That's why it happened instead of allow it some room to, really occupy our thoughts
2: yeah i think those responses are very prescriptive you know what i mean like they're kind of just like oh let's and move on kind of thing instead of being relational because it really kairos moments calls for relationship and reflection and vulnerability and transparency right and ways that maybe folks aren't necessarily comfortable with but also haven't been invited to
0: Yeah. And and I mean, that's really what I hope to do with this whole series is it's an invitation for us to allow the voice of God. Again, there's that terminology, allow the, the work of God to start to penetrate our lives Mm -hmm. and allow transformation of things that aren't good in our lives, like maybe unforgiveness mm-hmm. or, um, unresolved, uh, hurt, mm-hmm. um, to start to heal and start to grow into a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's, and I think of so many people I know who have hurt, who've lost people that they love, who are, um, have dealt with disability and disabilitating, I'm having a hard time with the words.
2: Debilitating.
0: That's it. Uh, Injuries and things where they can't function the way they hoped to. And so it's a constant reminder, right? right? Those kinds of things where they're carrying something, Mm -hmm. how do you get rid of that? You don't just memorize a verse and it goes away, right? It's like, oh, the Bible says, you know, don't fear. So there, I'm not afraid. No, you got to kind of understand the fear. You got to lean into it a little bit to let the work take place in you, finding out what needs to happen so that you can deal with that monster. Yeah. You know, it's coming there. And that's what I hope this does is allows us a little better radar, you know, to pick up on those things and to not be so quick to dismiss them, not be blind to them. I don't see that, but to say something's going on, wonder what it is.
2: Yeah. What do you think sort of, cause you're saying we need, we need these tools to detect. We need, you know, these, Mm -hmm. this language, and we said there are often so many Kairos moments that just sort of pass us by.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Why do you think that's, that's the case? Like, why, are, why? What's the root of why are we missing so many moments? Hmm.
0: I, I think it's a, there are a few reasons.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One, I think we haven't been taught well. Um, I, I think we have been taught that God speaks this way. And if it's not through the Bible yeah. or through the ways that we think of, then that's not the way it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we dismiss a lot of it because we don't think that's how it works. Mm-hmm. We've been taught wrong, I think, or not fully. It's not like everything that was said was wrong, but I mm-hmm. think that we haven't been fully taught into that. I think the other thing is transformation sometimes uh, for change to take place There has to be an admission that change needs to take place. Mm -hmm. And sometimes ego isn't real quick to see change take place. Um, And and so leaning into those things, right? Leaning into the not dealing with or or being uh, fully over, you know, the loss of my mom Mm -hmm. is a little bit off-putting to me. It's like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Right. Or, you know... Not forget. I don't forgive that person. No, I, I said I'm okay with it. Right, b- right. Um, so sometimes the egos involved where mm-hmm. this means I have to transform, mm-hmm. which means I, I'm I'm lacking something or needing something. So I think those are two ways where you know we just haven't been instructed well, and then our own ego resists those things.
2: Yeah, that's good. It's the, it's the external factors and the internal. Yeah, yeah, kind
0: of. Yeah, we're getting it both ways here. Um, (laughs) And, I mean, we do have that tendency, I think, in our culture to to try and fix it. Yeah. You know, let's fix it and move on. Let's fix it and move on. We're not a culture that's really known for, you know, dealing with things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or that once that's happened, like, going backwards is a bad thing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or kind of like that, that idea of revisiting or unlocking or opening a past, right, as being falling back instead of moving forward. Yeah,
0: and again, some things, well, I'm a new creation in Christ. Old things pass away, all things are new. That you don't have to go back. It's like, okay, but I'm carrying all this junk, you know. I'm just carrying all this stuff with me. And I know with a lot of people, Dr. Quinlan, who we've talked to, I've talked to, so much of what he does is connecting the dots yeah. to what's happening and connecting our patterns of thought and practice to things that we've brought with us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just because that's how we learned, that's what we saw, that's what we do. And it's not always the best. Mm-hmm. Right. So sometimes we have to go backwards to unhook that wagon that's slowing us down Yeah. and, and get rid of some of that stuff. But again, depending on where you're at, there are some you know church thinking that that's all humbug you know it's just nope you're you're good you're in christ it's in the past don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Just move forward. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think there's a bearing of so many things that I, I think it's going to show up somewhere. Yeah, you know, it's going to show up in your attitude towards your wife, your kids, your work. I mean, it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. It always does in behaviors that are problematic. It, it, it's going to find its way to the surface somehow. Yeah. If you don't deal with it, it, it'll deal with you somewhere down the
2: line. Yeah,
0: which is unfortunate.
2: Yeah, there's a lot there.
0: Yeah. Um, I know towards the end I asked some questions. Yeah. I don't know. Did you get to ask any of these questions about yourself in this week or?
2: Um, well, when I wrote them down, I was like, dang, I should probably be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought that it was a cool um, like, conversation starter within my own home, like things that I can ask my husband at the end of the day. You know hmm. what I mean? Um, and things for me to understand him better or also speak and identify kairos moments in his day
1: Mm -hmm. not even
2: just in his life right but like in his day yeah 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 so i i'm sure if we went through them i can kind of as you were going through them i was like oh that today and oh that today or why can i not identify any uh, sources of joy today Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, when that's not good either. Yeah. (laughs) If I know joy to be so important in my life or, you know.
0: Yeah. Or maybe that's the low points, right? There are a lot of low points today. I didn't have a lot of, yeah. I mean, I think all those things and just to review them again, I talk about what were the high points. Mm -hmm. And when I say high points, you know, things that were exhilarating, things that were moving, Mm -hmm. you know, yesterday I did a lesson and a couple and, His wife was just newly pregnant, and the dog was really fearful. And we started working with the dog, and they were just, like, amazed, right? You know, they were like, oh, my gosh. And the guy just said, Sam, you're like my best friend right now, right? He was just like, and it made me feel so good. I mean, I just smiled, and it's just because I wasn't just helping this dog. It was I was helping him, right? right? And it made me feel good. And so I, I, I noticed that. I go, wow, that made me feel really good. Not that he said I was a good trainer, that I was his best friend right now, right? And I mean, I'm not his best friend, I'm sure, but (laughs) that moment made me feel really good. So that was like, oh, that's a high point. Why did that make me feel that way, right? And then I leaned into it a little bit when I was driving home and I was just like, well, because what I really want is to help people. Yeah. That's right. Nice. And it's not, I mean, I'm a dog trainer, but I really don't care as much about the dogs as I do about the people. Mm-hmm. And I want to help the people with the problems they're having with their dogs. Mm-hmm. And so that's what made it feel so good for me. Cause I felt like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. You know, uh, a low point, you know, those are the harder ones to lean into. Right. Cause I'm trying to get over that. Right. That's when I go home and, and I watch, turn on the TV, put on the music I want to tune out those things. I want to get past them. You know, the boss yelled at me today or I made a mistake and I don't want to go back there again. So I'm just going to move forward and let that pass Mm -hmm. instead of sitting in that and saying, why is that affecting me so much? Mm -hmm. You know, because every now and then something will happen where it really bothers you. Someone says something to you or you hear something. Uh, I remember someone telling me, about something that someone else had said about me that wasn't good. Um,
2: Those sting.
0: Oh yeah, and, and you th- <laughs> you think you're you think you're over it, or you act like you're, you're over not. it, and then yeah, it's just. And I'm just thinking of, you know, oh man, how could they do? Oh man, if I they don't say it to my face, you know. And then I mean, it's like two days later, I'm in the shower thing. If I was in a conversation with them, I mean, it's like. <laughs> Why am I still there, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so it would be better instead of like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine, whatever. And then two days later, I'm still dwelling on it. Lean into it and say, what's going on? Why is this bothering me the way it is? Yeah. You know, what, what's in me being affected and asking that question, you know, and that's kind of where we're going to do the digging later on. Um So that we can uncover those things. Yeah. Because there's things we can do to help us uncover what's going on.
2: Yeah. And identifying the things that attribute to us pushing those things down. You know what I mean? Because I think about – right now I wrote myself like the amount of – the distractions keep us from identifying Kairos moments, Mm -hmm. you know? And what sorts of distractions do we choose? And Mm. just, you know, like – I was thinking about at the beginning of the year, Brian and I did 75 hard Mm -hmm. and we were abstaining from a lot of things. And, um, you know, Brian and I enjoy a nice glass of whiskey. We, you know, Mm -hmm. we do that. Um, and when we did 75 hard, we were abstaining from alcohol and it like, we realized how much we were actually going to it after a long day, you know? So like that we were choosing these distractions to keep us from stepping into Kairos moments, yeah. you know, and like that time really just brought a lot of clarity for both of us individually hmm. in our daily routine yeah, and engagement with people and experiences throughout the day that we were like, oh man, we've been choosing to remove ourselves from yeah. certain conversations and Kairos moments, right? Um, based on the distractions that we each choose and we each have something yeah. different like that, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and it becomes normal
2: yes yes it's just
0: like no I just go there and I just do that I just yeah. turn on the TV I just pour that glass of wine I just you know scroll
2: through Instagram exactly I d- name yeah put fill in the blank
0: <laughs> yeah and there's too many of them right, right. Like, oh man I got a ton of them it's not just one I've got lots of distractions right um, but having the ability to see that as a distraction to see something happening as a moment that you shouldn't be distracted about right. okay this is causing focus now I need to detect it and and lean into it. And I think the the low points are the harder ones, Mm -hmm. at least for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Um, Where do you experience peace, inspiration, or beauty? Um, That's a good one. I, I think understanding that and leaning into that can help so many areas of depression in our lives of understanding those moments and why they're there that cause us beauty. I, I mean, I've shared this before, you know, I've been showing this picture of my granddaughter to everyone cause I just love seeing it. <laughs> she's just, when I see her, my heart feels good, right? Yeah. Everything feels good. And so leaning into that, why is that? And it's not just cause she's just this gorgeous little baby it's she represents something to me Mm -hmm. she she represents to me a beautiful future Mm -hmm. right she represents to me life growing with all this possibility and and to me that is just inspiring Mm -hmm. right that that brings such life to me and so seeing that as a okay yeah why do I feel this way well, this is why, mm-hmm. you know, just digging into that a little bit, noticing it instead of just, well, cause it's my granddaughter and she's cute and this is it. Mm-hmm. Why is it doing that for me? You know, why is it speaking to me in so many ways? Cause it's bigger than just the picture. It's yeah. bigger than just the dynamics of the relationship. And I think it's important to see those things because we need those things, mm-hmm. you know, we need beauty. We need inspiration. Mm-hmm. We need peace. Yeah. And so sometimes you just find yourself and it's like, Oh, I feel really peaceful. Take note.
2: Yeah. I think that's good that you bring in that piece because I feel like sometimes automatically when we think Kairos moments, we kind of go to those brick walls and those speed bumps and those like major mm-hmm. sad, tragic, traumatic things. Yeah. Right. But also recognizing the other spectrum of things that there are some beautiful things like a birth of a child or, yeah. I mean, whatever, a nice stroll through the park, you know, yeah. that you're like, oh man, this is because if, if God is speaking in all things, right, that you can tap in and he's tapping in through mm-hmm. those mediums as well. Yeah.
0: yeah, And I think you mentioned something too, at the beginning when we were going to start about how we can use our language to block things. Mm-hmm. Was it
2: mm-hmm.
0: tap into that a little more?
2: Yeah. So I, I, just when listening to the the sermon again, um, I was sort of struck with the idea of, about accessibility when it comes to language. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we're engaging in Christianese and we're trying to explain all of these things, we're not giving other folks who might not be there yeah. <laughs> the opportunity to engage in these types of conversations. And, and you shared like a, a little reel of, um, a podcast with me mm-hmm. and it was just saying, uh, something for normal people.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm
2: like, what are, what does Kairos moments for normal people look like? Right. Like yeah. how do we not over language it or over whatever to a point to where then it's no longer accessible and folks can't engage in those types of like reflections, yeah. you know? And I think about, um, and if you can take yourself back to when you first started, praying or hearing prayer or praying out loud Mm -hmm. and how originally I felt like it was such a foreign concept to me and that I didn't have, I really, really struggled in the very beginning that I felt like I was, I could not pray out loud, that that wasn't my gift, that that wasn't something that I had access to. Mm. And, and then ended up going to Peru having to pray in spanish which is my second language uh-huh. feeling so like vulnerable about that uh-huh. and then coming back and being part of the prayer prayer team at my church you know <laughs> what i mean i'm like you completely transformed that yeah. but but just the fact that folks that i was in a community of faith with were kind of like enforcing ideas that made language inaccessible to yeah. me you know as somebody who was new in their faith and they were using all of these crazy big terms and i'm like what the heck is a you know divine romance what what is a you know like yeah. a divine intervention what is all of this stuff i have no idea what this means so for us to be mindful of the language that we're using yeah. when we're talking about these types of things so that it's an invitation also right and it's yeah. not kind of like then using language to separate
0: yeah and we do it without even realizing. Because right. once you get in a culture, I mean, it's like any right. language; it just becomes normal. Right. I, I remember when I was in junior high school, I had some friends from Vietnam, and they spoke Vietnamese was their first language. They were just learning English, and we'd always hang out together. And they would ask me questions about, you know, the language and stuff. And someone asked me something like, "So, is that good?" And I said, "Uh huh." They said, "Uh huh." And they, they said, uh-huh means yes. And I said, uh-huh.
1: you know. <laughs>
0: and then they asked me something, I was, well, is that right? And I said, uh-uh. And then uh-uh. Uh-huh. And to them, it was the same thing. Right. Uh-huh and uh-uh sounded exactly right. the same to right. them. But for us who heard it all our lives, it's a big difference, right? Yeah. They're the opposite. One is yes, one is no. And to him, it sounded exactly the right. same, right? And so we can do that in our Christian world. This is the language we develop. This is the language we use. And even like I, you know, mentioned earlier, i just saying, Well, when the Lord speaks to you, it's like, What does that mean? Right. You know, that, that can be so overwhelming the concept without even giving other language to help people say, Oh, that happens to me. Yeah. Right. And now we've got a level playing field. Correct. And now we've got the the same kind of language going on where we can communicate with one another. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I think I would just challenge all of us to be mindful of when we're talking about these types of experiences to make sure that the language that we're using isn't othering folks and and Mm -hmm. rather including them and inviting them to be a part of the conversation. Yeah.
0: And so listen when they ask you questions, like, what does that mean? Right. Right. When they say, what is that? That means I just said something that isn't, they're not tracking with. Yeah. So I have to now break down, okay, what I'm saying is this. Yeah. And so, yeah, that that's so important. I mean, towards the end, that was really when I was putting this talk together, I shared how I was just like, this isn't your normal Bible study. This isn't what I grew up listening to. Right. You know, we didn't have these kinds of things happening on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, you know, a lot of people are just going to say, yeah, I'm going to go to the church where I get the things I'm used to getting. And I just had, you know, one of those (laughs) pity parties I was throwing for myself. And then I just had to, okay, this is happening. And it was a Kairos for me. I'm talking about it. So let me lean into it. And then when I leaned into it, it's like, well, why am I doing this? And it really is because I want this to be for everybody.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. This isn't just for pastors. Right. right? Pastors are not special. Um, They have a role but their role is to lead people how to journey with God, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this faith. And so what I want to do is help everyone who hears my voice to be able to detect the voice of God, the voice of God, the the moving of God, the spirit of God, the working that's mm-hmm. happening and see that as a moment where eternity is coming together with our lives mm-hmm. and we can actually be shaped by it. Yeah. Right that's what inspires me that's what makes me want to do this at the risk of people saying ah that's not for me
1: yeah
0: right cuz if i don't do that then i feel like i'm failing
1: yeah
0: i'm failing to do what i think i need to do yeah. uh, in this role and i'm i i could easily do the other uh just teach a bible study
1: yeah
0: right and there's nothing wrong with that but I don't feel that that's my sole calling. I still like doing that, but I just think this is a part of who I am and what yeah. I want to do. I
2: think that's like a, a truer definition of meeting people where they're at, right? I mm-hmm. feel like that's a term that's used and thrown around or at least an approach that's used a lot, or like, yeah. right? Like this is what we do. We meet people where they're at. Like what does that mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that mean that you are thinking critically about the language and, you know, yeah. that you're using when you're speaking about the divine? Does that mean that you're reflecting on your practices and how you're delivering messages and how it's accessible? Does that mean, you know what I yeah. mean, like does that mean that you care about the diversity of your congregation and it look like yeah. what does that actually mean to you? And I think what you're saying right now is really the, a real example of meeting people where they're at. Right. Like, yeah. let me think critically about the language that I'm using and making sure that this experience of Christ is accessible to everybody. Yeah. And that even the, the words that I'm choosing, aren't keeping people away, you know, because yeah. um, it could be really intimidating, hmm. yeah. super intimidating. And yeah. if you're, if you have somebody that is in your circle of influence, that you felt you feel called to 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 lead and and be an example to like if if they're not actively like if they're scared to ask questions they're going to be gone you know what i mean you need a real aggressive person to be like oh i don't understand that let me keep asking questions you know Let me keep raising my hand, but yeah. not everybody's like that.
0: And then other people just pretend to be in the club.
2: Right. Right, I'll just <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll use those words too. I still don't know right. what, you know, predestination means, but I'll use the word. Right. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it's
2: and then people the calling of
0: God. Right. Oh,
2: people who are using yeah. words and titles in different ways and then in my opinion misrepresenting mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. Right,
2: certain things and then the damage that that does yeah. too. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and really, this is how I see Jesus doing these things, right. right? I mean, he's talking to everybody, right? Right, And so the fishermen are tapping into what he's saying. The religious leaders are hearing and understanding and being kind of irked by what he's saying, but everyone knows what he's saying. Right. right? Everyone knows what he's saying, and he's using examples you know, that means something to the people at that time.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know,
0: I don't have to talk about sowing and reaping. Right. To give the example. Because when I think, when I first heard sowing, I thought of sowing. Right. You know, and the sower goes out to sow. I was like, what's what's that about, right? I mean, right. I had this picture of my aunt sowing, you know, because that's who I thought of. And then I realized, oh, no, sowing is planting seeds. Right who says that, right? (laughs) I mean, yeah. And so, you know, but then as time goes on, it's like, Oh, now I understand it. But then I just start repeating it. And the point isn't to repeat the same story. The point is to repeat that message to get the message through the story was there to point to something else. Mm -hmm. Right. And so using language to help people connect to that, something else Mm -hmm. is really important. And these moments are how we can kind of tap into those things. Um, last two of the questions, were there moments of success or breakthrough? I think we all like these moments, right? They're freeing. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, that happened. It was a good moment. Um, again, don't let it pass by. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Don't think it was just circumstantial, right? Something else is going on that makes you feel Mm -hmm. like that was a breakthrough, right and it's it's important to lean into that and then did you experience harmony of joy in relationships do you know how hard that is
2: Break that one down a little bit more okay. in terms of what how you see that actualized
0: when you actually are able to do more than just be with someone Got but it. able to connect with someone mm-hmm. Harmony is the, you know, different voices that still make a, a melody. Yeah. yeah, they still bring that, you know, chord together. Um, and so when you are able to be with someone on two different levels, but experience that harmony together and enjoy that, um, that's, that's a big deal. It's not easily done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We have few people that we do it, but a lot of times it's superficial. You yeah. know we have a great time over you know the ball game. Mm-hmm. We have a great time at a concert. We have a great time at this, but we don't have a great time just talking about our lives together mm-hmm. and enjoying those things together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as much. I mean, we still do, but I think noticing those times, and the reason I think that's important and it's part of this list is because the human connection is in some mysterious way, the divine connection. Mm -hmm. And tapping into that is really important. John said, we have never seen God, but we see him when we love one another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, And so it's like, no one has ever seen God, but we've seen love between each other Mm -hmm. and now you've seen God. Mm -hmm. And, And so having that dynamic of human interaction, if we don't, We can do all the other things, but if we have no human interaction or dynamic in connection, then the odds are we're not really having a connection with God.
1: Mm.
0: Because if we're connecting with God, we have to connect with one another. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how Jesus put it. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me you love God when you can't love your brother. Mm -hmm. right? And so this is an important part of experiencing harmony in relationships, and if we don't see it as important, or take note of the times when it happens, I think we're missing big opportunities.
2: I think what's unfortunate too, and even going back to that other piece right before that you were saying something, I think sometimes folks, including myself, let a Kairos moment like that go by because you feel you don't deserve it Mm. or you're like playing small. You know what I mean? You're kind of just like, oh, like, you kind of just like, don't draw attention to me. Like, I'm not here for that. Or like, yeah. I don't want I don't want that recognition, but I deserve the ugly stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you don't get the blessing of the transformation in the beautiful because you feel you only deserve the ugly.
0: Yeah. No, and again, that's very cultural in the church, right? Mm-hmm. That's something, one of those things. In some churches, I shouldn't yeah. say all the church. But yeah, no, that, that is so true. It, it, it's harder to lean into those things because we feel it's Mm self-serving, you know, but really, if we are connecting with people, it's more than self-serving. It's serving us, of course, but it's also serving the other people we're connecting with. And so that's a good thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have to see it in that way. Um, I think it's important though, to have, and I think you mentioned it earlier, just this relational Mm -hmm. aspect of it, right? Because this is something that isn't just meant to help us I hear from God now. No, this is the whole point of being aware of what God is doing Mm -hmm. is so that we can do better with each other. Yeah. Right. So I can do better among Mm -hmm. the people I am with. Um, Otherwise, who cares? Mm -hmm. You know, I hear from God. Yeah, but you're still a jerk. You know I mean? It's like, and we know so many people like that, you know, so many people who are spiritual, but have no human connection. Yeah, Right. It's like, okay what's going on here um so kairos moments are to open our eyes but if they're opening our eyes they're opening our eyes so that we can connect
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and the first connection is always and the first truth i always say is the truth about ourselves
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know you have to see the truth about yourself and that opens you to be able to take the speck out of your brother's eye mm-hmm. kind of a thing love it yeah great
2: where, where do you uh Where are you taking us with this?
0: Um, Well, we're going to start digging um, so that after we detect these things, we can start looking at them, ways to dig into them a little bit more and hopefully um, find out where they're leading us, uh, give us a little bit more clarity. I mean, I shared a little bit like what I did with the dream with my mom and some of the things, Yeah. Um, but I think that's the important next step is to notice it and then to dig into it. Great. So. I like that. Cool. Very good. Eileen, thank you for being here. I, um, whoever else is out mm. there, um, anyone have any questions? If you're online, you could type them out real quick. I can try and answer them.
2: Questions, comments, concerns, editorials.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, hopefully these things are helpful to you guys. Thank you, Gil. Appreciate you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that piece, I think it's like, Encouraging folks to consider Kairos moments in their own life, but also starting to use some of this vocabulary in conversations with people in your circle right your circle of influence and um engaging folks in different types of dialogue that yeah uh, yeah encourage us to think critically yeah
0: Kareen the other day said kairos sam (laughs) kairos like like, oh shut
2: up okay yeah i know it (laughs) is yeah i know i've used i've used that already a a few times in different things and so i think it's Right, the listening and, and doing portion of it. So yeah. let this be a Kairos moment and help it. You know, the prayer is for us to be bold enough and brave enough to engage in these types of conversations outside of our comfort exactly. zone. Right. Yeah. Um, so that other people can eat too. Well said. Well yeah. said.
0: Thanks, Alex.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me, folks.
0: <laughs> Thank you guys. Take care. Love you and hope to see you Sunday and give us your feedback. All right, love you guys.
2: Bye, love you.